At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome, everyone, to the Sports Illustrated Media Podcast. I'm your host, Jimmy Trainer. Thanks so much for uh, listening. We have a special year-end episode. It's a two-parter. Peter Schrager from NFL Network and Fox Sports. Andrew Perloff from the Dan Patrick Show. Join me for a little year-end roundtable where we cover uh, the year in pop culture, the year in sports media, and a bunch of other things in between. It's a two-parter. So uh, the guys will be back next week, and then uh, you can dip into this week's show and the archives if you missed any previous episodes. Chris Mad Dog Russo from SiriusXM was on last week, and he was great as always. Mike Tirico, Steve Kornacki two weeks ago, Chris Long three weeks ago. So if you missed any of those, go into the archives and check those out. And um, I want to thank everyone for listening here as the year wraps up. It's been a great year. Good guests. Uh Going through the pandemic wasn't easy at times, but you guys were there. I appreciate it. So thank you for listening. And um, hopefully you enjoy this 2020 recap and a little um, go through the year of 2020. Little pandemic stuff, but we mostly keep it positive and happy. So hopefully you enjoy that with uh, Peter Schrager and Andrew Perloff. So let's get to it right now on this week's SI Media Podcast. All right. Joining me now. For a special year-end SI Media podcast, we got Peter Schrager from Good Morning Football on the NFL Network and Fox Sports, and Andrew Perloff from the Dan Patrick Show. So uh, very happy these two are on to end the year as we just, you know, shoot the shit and talk about some fun stuff. Schrager, how's it going? It's going well. Let me set some uh, context for the listeners. Like, how are these sure. three together? Uh, the three of us will often or maybe occasionally, occasionally in non-COVID times get together, go to PJ Clark's in Battery Park City and talk shit on the rest of our industry. And that's what we plan on doing on this podcast. No, we don't because we don't have the guts to do it publicly. <laughs> let's, but we, uh, we, are, we are three big yentas when we get together. Yeah. Right, let's publish our text chain and just yeah. ruin our careers for the rest of our yeah. lives. Yeah. Um, yeah, we we have good time, so I'm hoping it could translate to the podcast, even though we have to behave a little bit. What are you drinking there, Perloff? 
So I have my giant post Dan Patrick show chocolate smoothie. It's purely healthy. Bananas, walnuts, blueberries, um, cacao powder, I think it's called. Uh, and yeah. you have that every day after the DP show? Yeah, it's one of the things. It's one of my routines after the show. I have a giant smoothie. You could tell that you guys are like veterans of sports media and branding because we're on you the podcast is i don't think i've ever mentioned this on the audio version of the pod but the pod is now on youtube every week the chris russo one last week did really well because he's a lunatic so if you haven't watched that on youtube you should but like i love that you're perloff's got the dan patrick hat and shrink's got the good good morning football banner in the background there so good job with the branding and the plugging yeah, Jimmy, what's your story there? What is that? A, I have uh, no story. An original print of something there, a leather I have no couch? story, yeah. Is, is there plastic on that leather couch behind you? What's is going there on plastic there? on the couch, Jimmy? No plastic. <laughs> I'm not that Italian. Jimmy. Not that Italian. Um, <laughs> so listen, before we recap, talk about some things in 2020, I, got, I have two important questions. I just got to know, since we have Christmas coming up in a few days and New Year's, eggnog, pro or con? I mean, I think it's vile. What do you guys think? Yeah, massive con. Didn't grow up with it. Don't really know it. My it's father vile. used to. My father used to make eggnog, I guess, or something. He would make drinks, and like I would. It's disgusting. I don't know. I'm out. Perloff, what about you? All in. What oh, is really eggnog? It's like gross. sweet milk. It's like it's milk like is vanilla gross. milk. Yeah, but oh, milk so is milk gross. is gross. Yeah. Oh, milk is gross now. Yeah. Milk it's is gross. It is. Dude, eggnog is delicious. Wow. Uh, I I, I don't add rum, but I think that sounds nice though. I didn't expect that for you. And then here's another question. Yeah. The three of us, I believe all of our ages start with a four. Mm-hmm. Yes. You guys have kids. Yep. New Year's Eve. Do you make it till midnight? Are you sleeping <laughs> before midnight? Are you watching Ryan Seacrest? Like, what would you go out? Uh, not this year, obviously. I need to know, like, what happens at midnight with Schrager and Perloff? All right. I mean, you want to get really crazy? You can tune into the, the Barstool guys. They'll tell you about their wild nights. I'll tell you mine. We usually go to a dinner around 5.30 with my four-year-old son. We might have a cocktail or two. I kiss my wife goodnight at around 10 o'clock and wake up the next morning and I've got work. So, uh, Jimmy, wrong wrong audience here. If you're no, it's a, no I want story. people to know that about you because you got you guys are on the air at 7 a.m. with going oh, yeah. football. Mine's even worse, but let's just set some, some ground rules in this podcast. Peter, you're going to say nice things about other media outlets, right, the whole time. Of course. Was that a little dig at, at Barstool there? Because No! Yeah. Don't do they're, that to him. <laughs> they're younger and they're cooler. And I'm sure they have much funnier stories on New Year's Eve. Like, I don't have anything. I think it's funny that you go to bed at 10. Yeah. Perloff. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely a not. I'm right around midnight. Uh, is there no? So when is the college football playoff? Isn't it off in that day? So I'll watch football. But uh, next, I think this year it's January 1st. So now nah, it's going to be tough. Jimmy, what about you? Yeah, Jimmy, tell us. I, I mean, I usually, I, st- I can stay up till midnight, but I'm usually watching like the Honeymooners Marathon on yeah. Channel 11 in New York. Jimmy's tweeting about Trump all night till four in the morning like yeah, a wild man. Exactly. Now, I used to go out hard on New Year's. Really? Like, I used to be in the scene, in downtown Manhattan, online for a party. I know you're not in the scene when you call it downtown Manhattan. <laughs> what is you're also not in the scene when you say I'm in the scene. <laughs> you know, I've only actually I've only been to one sort of non Super Bowl party. Actually, it wasn't even non Super Bowl party. The first time I ever met Peter 
we were at some like super cool club. It was an EA sports event and RG3 yeah. was there. Yeah. And Peter walks up to me and I'm in the corner standing alone. And Peter is like, clearly he's got no one else to talk to. Oh, yeah. his fans. <laughs> so he comes over to me and like within five seconds, we're just totally bonded for life. I think you wore that same Argyle sweater you're wearing now <laughs> to that cool club. He was in the scene. He was in the scene in downtown in Manhattan. <laughs> downtown. Yeah. Whatever. At That's least I'm great. a Brooklyn guy. You know, I'm, I try. So let me uh, let me get a little update here on the uh, on the career stat. I know Shrake, you guys, I know. Good morning, football. Back in studio, Pearl. If you're still doing DP from home, so we did a month at home uh, after Thanksgiving because you know it's a little scarier with every, yeah, yeah. every all the producers going home. We're going back January fourth in the studio. In you know we're in Connecticut. We're pretty small, eleven people, so we'll be back to normal do you uh, have issues doing the show from home do you feel like it's the same flow because you know there's like with issues with delays or you don't have like that chemistry where you're together or you're fine doing it from home i don't love doing it from home i don't love doing it from home uh it's hard to communicate you know i heard that 58 percent of communication is physical i know that sounds like a random number but like you know what am I, you know, I play off of Dan and Peter's been on the Dan Patrick show a lot. So Dan needs to see me when I'm excited about something. Otherwise it just totally comes random. And the worst is what I do. And I just said, when I don't hit mute and start talking on the air, that's terrible radio. Yeah. So Why I are you like muting to, yourself? Uh, I don't know. You're not on a radio show. It's a podcast. Relax. Don't mute yeah, yourself. Yeah. I just feel like yeah. you have, and also the panic at home, like that something's going to go wrong. And Peter could talk about this yeah. with the kids. It's just, it is a, it's a neurosis that I can't get rid of. Kyle had his son crash the show last week, right, Peter? Yeah, it happens. And and that's the thing. I think the audience at home now is kind of accepting of the kids popping in. But after a few months of it, there's also professionalism where you're like, all right, like let's, the the kid thing is cute, but we also want to do the show. I'm with you, Pearl. At first, I was actually hesitant to go in because I just didn't know. And then the first day we went back in studio, I'm like, oh, that's our television show. It's so much better. And, and, you know, I, the 58% physical, I don't know the TED talk you watched, but I would say <laughs> um, when, when Kyle's on a rant, I can give him a little look mm-hmm. and Kay and Nate, who are also the hosts, kind of know with that look that, all right, Peter's going to jump in and, and zing Kyle. On the remote shows, we can't exchange those looks and we're so worried about stepping on each other's toes. Kyle will go on some crazy rant and then there's this moment of like pause and it's like, do you want to go? Do you want to go? Do you want to go? And it ends up with Kay just being like, and onto the next topic. And we're like, ah, that was a moment that we could have had. And it's such minutia in TV, but like, it is so, so, so much easier being in person and sitting next to each other, even if it is six feet apart and just having that look and feel. You talk about the cat, like Nate zinging someone. It reminded me of like, the line of the year, I think, on Good Morning Football a few weeks ago, and he said uh, he was doing highlights, whatever, and he's like, so and so is running, balls out, just like Kyle Brand at the nude beach. Yeah, and he, like, that, ha- like, <laughs> but like effortlessly, he dropped the line in effortlessly. It was not like he went to like hammer that line so people like would yeah. laugh. It was just the Nate right Burleson twenty twenty experiment is amazing because on Sundays Nate is buttoned up with Boomer and Phil and JB, and he's America's yeah. host. And then today on our show, he's like, Cliff Kingsbury is a star. He's got good O and trust me, uh, you know, he likes to do things with the D and you're like, what? <laughs> but that's Nate Burleson. Like yeah. he gets away with it. He's great. He was, he was on this pod over the summer. He was great. Um, all right. So 
I would assume, I probably shouldn't assume, so maybe I'll ask. I mean, I know for me, my media consumption in 2020 was a lot different thanks mm. to the insanity of what we have gone through. And it's funny because I know a lot of people just started like binging everything and getting into every single show imaginable. And I was one of these people that I just wanted to watch old, like I rewatched the entire Sopranos. I rewatched the entire Curb. I rewatched the entire Office. I rewatched the entire All in the Family. Like, and then I read something probably within the week about how there were a lot of people who did that too. So were you guys, we'll start you Shregs. Were you like embracing all new stuff? Did you go to like comfort shows? What was your like 2020 media consumption like? Great question. So I never, never during the season had the opportunity to like watch these new shows that everyone's talking about because of my travel schedule in a non-COVID situation. I'm always traveling on the weekends and I like to watch these shows with my wife. So I actually got into a bunch of shows that were new and were trending and were like part of this conversation, which I always feel like I'm missing out on, but really enjoyed Queen's Gambit, uh, loved uh, the last season of Barry, which was on in the start of COVID. Um, we can go right through the list. I mean, we, we're doing industry now on HBO, which I think is fantastic. Uh, so all these shows that are like trending and people are talking about, like I'm finally a part of the conversation. I did not go back and watch, uh, you know, Mary Tyler Moore or Frasier this time around. There's no need to take a shot at what I watched. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Perloff, what about you? So, and Peter could probably attest to this, with kids, I had less time to watch uh, because I was all of a sudden had to be, I had to be a responsible parent for the first time in my life. (laughs) It really like cut into my time. I was more of a new show guy, but I do, you know, I have this thing. I have an early call time, 5 a.m. I wake up. I'll stay up till one o'clock watching shows on Netflix. So I'm totally current on everything. Hold on, hold but on. I didn't you, get can, you can function on four hours of sleep? Occasionally. I, oh. Yeah. I, no, it's not great. And then I'll, I'll nap after the show. But what's your, what's your wife's situation when you're doing this? Because that's so key with me. Like my wife needs the lights out. Like we're done. And it's yeah. like, all right, shut it down. What's yours? Oh, so we're in a duplex. So definitely like she gets the <laughs> she TV leaves. till 10. <laughs> yeah, no, we don't watch the same things. We have to. He's also too. I, I'm awful at this. Jimmy, you're going to kill me. I fast forward to the end sometimes and then go back. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, wait, I swear to God, I'm the worst of a show, you, of a show of all time. Of all a show time. you haven't seen before? Of a, yeah, I can't handle the suspense. Are you I'm the worst. What? And also, too, if it's a, if it's like a, if it's a subplot that I don't care about, I fast forward through it, too. But I, you, so they I, all tie together. They don't. You can, first of all, you have limited time and, you know, don't you ever just want to get to the parts you no. like? No. So wait, I just, I, just want to be, I just want to be clear about this for, yes. the, for the people listening and watching. You will put the TV on, <laughs> fire up a show you've never seen before, <laughs> yes. and forward to the end. Yes. Give an example. like Our Queen's Gambit. Like, <laughs> Queen's, Queen's Gambit, the tension of her in the orphanage. I just couldn't handle but it see, here's, I'm like, she's addicted to drugs. This is too much for me. But this here's too the close to real life. Here's the dick move about this. You do, you'll put on the Queen's Gambit forward to the end, watch the last few minutes, and then you'll get on either the Dan Patrick show or on Twitter and act like you're an expert on the Queen's Gambit and start yeah. breaking it down like you're. You no, know. I mean, I'm much more likely to read on Wikipedia what happened than to actually or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'm a spoiler. And also, I don't watch scary Wait, movies. You're not a spoiler. Oh, you're insane. You're insane. That's, that's not even a thing. Like, no one does are- that. People do this, you know. Yeah, if it's something era. they've watched, like if The Sopranos is on, if I watch The Sopranos and I'm watching 
um, I don't know, like the White Caps episode. I can forward to when Tony yeah. and Carmelo have the fight because I've seen it 5,000 times. The Pine Barons. You, you don't do it with the Queen's Gambit that you've never seen before. <laughs> well, I, I know how it's going to end. I know this story, basically. Yeah, I mean, come on. Girls in an orphanage, gets addicted to drugs, becomes a chess expert. That's a tale as old as time. So do I really need to go through all the details? Well, why do you bother watching it then? Uh, I I loved it, by the way. What you loved five show? minutes of it. Loved it so much you couldn't handle the tranks. What was do, that? Do, bad do you go back and then episode? watch the whole? Do you go back and then watch the whole episode? No, no. Oh no. Why would I do that, Jimmy? What was that bad Sopranos episode you were tweeting about? Christopher Columbus. Yes. <laughs> Columbus the word, yeah. Why was it so bad? I I was. Did you watch, well, you obviously you only watched the last five minutes. Uh, no, Try I just watched the whole thing. I just read what you said about it. Just tell me what was. And by the way, the it was theory, just so stupid. You have these people who are animals, and all of a sudden they care about christopher columbus and oh like, yeah you know here, here, here was here was pearl's experience watching sopranos oh wow a, a, a guy okay oh and then they end up in the diner at the end and it goes to black all yeah. right it's, it's, it. i mean it's oh, crazy your theories on what happened to the, that took me that took a week out of my life by the way you got okay. me down a rabbit hole i changed um, like every year i change on whether i think tony died or not well, doesn't I changed he talk about year. it now doesn't chase talk about it like yeah well yeah but he still doesn't say what happened um by the way, my wife would not watch The Mandalorian with me recently because she knew I knew what happened in the last episode. I don't know when this is coming out. Do you know what you guys know? I don't know if you watch Mandalorian. I, I know what it is. But I don't want a to. second of The Mandalorian. I'm a grown man. What are you talking about? <laughs> the Mandalorian's cool. You're allowed to admit you like Star Wars now. I don't embrace your youth. Well, okay. In the last episode, I'm just a certain Jedi shows up. Ooh. Did, are you gonna make me say it? People are going to kill me. If no, I, don't say it. it. Don't no, say it. Don't I say even it. emailed John Hine on the Stern show to say, when can I say what happened at the end of the movie? Wait, I'm confused. No, don't say because we is haven't the show watched out it. yet. Yeah, the show's out. It comes out on Disney once a week. It's the last episode came out um, last Friday. Well, you could talk about last Friday's episode. Well, I don't know because people are busy. Right, so forget it. I don't want you to get in trouble. Let me. So, so let me my wife it. won't watch it with me because right. she knows I'll spoil it. I'm still trying to get past like, And also you go to bed at one and wake up at five. It's, no, it's, rarely. That's like, okay. but uh, you know, like if there's a show that I'm so into, then I, I, you don't binge. I mean, you just said that you stay up all night yeah, watching hiding yeah, years. Yeah, but I don't Hiders. forward. No, no. Yeah, I binge. I'll watch like three episodes a day. Like that's, you know, and then catch up in a week. You know. Can I ask a question? Yeah. During the election and the COVID stuff, did you guys get sucked into a news wormhole? Would you be watching CNN and Fox News and MSNBC? I mean, I think everyone sort of watched the news during the beginning of COVID. Yeah, to know what was going on. Um, but I tried to limit it because in the beginning, especially, it was giving me such anxiety. Yeah. So I, I tried to not watch it. And then in the summer, things seemed okay. And then obviously... Now we're back in this mess. So I, I can't say I'm like, I think in the beginning I was, I watched it and now not as much at yeah. all, really. Yeah. And then the I, election stuff sort of, that was for like a couple of weeks before the election. And now it's, I don't really, although I'm addicted to Greg Kelly show, but I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> it's the most, it's, I've never seen anything more fucked up in my entire life and I can't stop watching. I don't even have that stop. channel, but I, I used to go on Good Day New York a lot. I actually I used to like, I mean, I like Greg Kelly. He was a good, he was funny to me. It's, it's, I can't describe it, but you can't stop watching it. Perloff, what about you with the Do news? you remember the, uh, the, 
the impeachment. It seems like years and years ago. Like yeah. I would watch, everybody would watch and tweet about the impeachment at like this level. And then all year, there was so much more important news that came out. Right. But I ran out of energy for it. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. everyone I know did too. I wasn't you know, into the impeachment. I didn't watch that. Yeah, but a lot of people were tweeting about it. But then the election was just so big. Yeah, you so, couldn't avoid it. But I don't watch it on TV. I consume it elsewhere. So let me ask you, Give me each of you, give me two or three of like the best shows that you want someone who's listening to this podcast to watch if they have not watched it already. Perloff, you start. Okay. I, it's terrible. I have to Google the name of this um, because it's, <laughs> it's on uh, HBO. It's about this high school in Baltimore. Have you guys watched this? The football called, one? Yeah, the football one. I know it sounds like every other football show. No, it's great. Won. It's unbelievable. What's it called? It's unbelievable. The, the so, Price and of you Winning? Don't know th- you yeah, don't know the, the name the, of it. The price of winning, I believe. Yeah, executive so, produced by Strahan. It's the cost of winning. Cost it is, of winning. Yeah, so it's it's like it's on dreams. HBO. Yeah, it's yeah. It was like buried on HBO, and it's like the best. Fo- it's like QB one on the other side of the tracks. Just describe it like they're it, in practice in Baltimore, and you hear gunshots in the background. They all look like this. It is really. Is it really a series crazy. or a, a one-off? Uh, it's a series. series. And so you, you like the two, Peter? Did you forward to the end of it? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I went back and Googled the results because they played Bryce Young, who's now at Alabama. Mm-hmm. And I had to find out what happened in the game. It's funny you say that. So uh, I couldn't, like, it was so successful. They had this big game and they they lost. So, I absolutely loved it. I didn't hear anyone talking about it. And to, to Pearl's point, like a lot of these guys are all going division one, but the one kid, the main kid, and I don't know his name offhand, they profile him early and he's like, I've had eight people in my family killed and you're yeah. like, what? And it, I know it, you roll your eyes. You say, okay, I've heard the, the other side of the track story, but like they do a really good job storytelling. And that coach is a mensch. Like that coach is the man. He's this like great coach. And he's trying to get these guys, you know, all into colleges. So that's a feel good one with some tough moments, but yeah. The I cost that. of winning. Is that yeah. The yeah. Winning? But it's yeah. also too, they just, it's, it's not even the topic is how well a job, how inside they get, because you can make any documentary on a good topic. If it's not well done, then who cares? And what, give me another show people should check out that you watched this year. Your turn, Peter. Um, oh, that's it. You only got one? Seen, not a big year seen... for Perloff. <laughs> oh, have I got, got more. Have that's you guys it. seen the show How To with John Wilson? No. <laughs> What, what is this show you're obsessed with? How to, John? I have heard of it. What network is it on? Is it a weekly series? Give us like some background. How to with John Wilson is six episodes on HBO, and it is the most fucked up, amazing, introspective look at New York City through a documentarian's lens. It is executive produced by a guy named Nathan Fielder. Have you guys seen Nathan for you? I've heard, I've heard I know yeah. who he is. Yeah. So John Wilson is a filmmaker in New York and they basically will take a topic, say scaffolding, and he does an hour on scaffolding and then it unravels into all these different topics and it's fascinating and it's addicting and it's, it's funny as hell at times. And then by the end, I'm not going to spoil it, uh, but they end up filming their final episode around like March 15th in New York City. And there's some really interesting revelations about how COVID has affected the city. And I I watched about six episodes in six days. I, I can't speak enough about it. How to with John Wilson. How, there's a big podcast here for HBO. You both you both gave yeah. us Wait, HBO I, shows. I have a Netflix show, too. What do you got? It doesn't have to be sports. No. no, we'll get okay. to sports. We'll do we're going to do sports. I figure we do this first. So I have a show that I thought should catch fire, but did not. Uh, Black AF from the guy who did Blackish. 
I gotta say, I don't watch Blackish. I I never see. I don't really watch a lot of network TV. Black AF with Rashida Jones and Kenya Barris is the funniest Netflix comedy ever. Has anyone watched? And no one except me has watched it. Yeah, no. I haven't watched anything new, so I'm gonna not know any of these. But that's I like Rashida Jones, so I I, I would check. Yes, that out. and it's peak Rashida Jones. Yeah. So I think you you guys would like it. It's a, it's about a family too, about the guy who wrote Black. It's his real life story. Yeah. But he's got this big sprawling family who's rich in L.A. and dysfunctional. You guys would like it. There's a lot of like fascinating things about the behind the scenes stuff with Blackish and like them fighting with ABC about yeah. getting certain episodes on. So, so I I would be intrigued by that. Shred, yeah, you'll like that. it. Yeah. Yeah, um, I have not seen that. I have not heard of that. I would love to see it if you recommend it. I'm trying. There was a show, I just was on the tip of my tongue, a different show that I was like, oh, shit, I didn't even mention that one. I, I, I loved I loved Queen's Gambit. I thought it was great. And to your point with the ending, if you haven't seen it, I'm not spoiling it. I actually thought it was going to end with some terrible and tragic ending. Like, rarely do you come away from a show and you're like, well, that was sweet. And that's I kind of needed that in 2020. I loved yeah. Queen's Gambit. I thought it was fantastic. And I would say that was that was a top show. Uh, what was the other, go on with another with another question, Jimmy? I'll get back to you on another. Okay. One, there's another show I loved. It was very right. gratif- gratifying for me when I read what happened at the end of Queen's Gambit as yeah, well. Wikipedia. Here's <laughs> a weird one, and we'll get to some sports stuff. But this is a weird one that I just thought of, but I'm interested. So, you know, the movies have basically been shut down, and you know, I think like all day long, all I think about is just how awful I feel for the restaurant business. Like, it's just. It's heartbreaking what's going on with the restaurant business. And you don't think about the movie business, but they're sort of basically, you know, close to being shut down. Like it's really bad. And now you're going to get all these movies released. Netflix, like we saw with Borat 2, um, the Coming to America 2 trailer came out today. That's going to be on Prime. George Clooney did about five billion interviews over the last two weeks. He's got a movie on Netflix. Do you guys have issues? Like, are you guys... I want to see it in the movie theater on the big screen with the popcorn and the dark and the... Or you're totally fine sitting at home watching a two-hour motion picture in your house. No issues with that. Shregs. I always felt like I was being gouged at the theater. Like for for 20 years, I would be like, and I'm not saying I wouldn't spend it because I do like the, the film experience. I also don't have a child or children of the age where I'm going to see every animated film or a Marvel movie in the theater. So to me, it doesn't make that much of a difference. I like the idea of going on a date with my wife. I like the idea of taking my kid to a movie. But for 20 years, uh, you know, going to the movies in the city has been a $100 experience. So I'm, I don't actually have yeah. too much sympathy for the folks at Regal or AMC. They've been gouging me for years. Yeah, I, I, I'm not, I was never before COVID like a huge, like every week, every two weeks go to the movies. I'd go if there was something. But like, I know when I watch Borat 2 at home on like my laptop laying on my bed, like- It's not the same. If you're in a movie theater, there's an energy there with something like that. The that, last that, movie, yeah. the last movie that I saw in a theater was 1917 and it was before COVID. Mm. Oh, I thought and you it, meant in 1917. No, yeah. it was 1917 and it was a cinematic masterpiece. And yeah, yeah. the beauty of it was the shooting of it. And then of course the audio in the theater and I actually saw it in a basically empty theater and I came out of it. I'm like, that was an amazing two hours of my life. Doesn't feel the same when I watch it on Showtime now. Right. Yeah. Perfect. Like uh, like the Irishman. I know a lot of people didn't like the Irishman. Right. It was that three was, hours. Yeah. But I watched it like I would watch it, go make a sandwich, go do something in the other Not room. The same. It wasn't the same. And I think it ruined the experience for some people. I know it was a flawed movie too, but no, I don't think they're quite the same. Marriage Story was, I think, an Oscar nominee last year. Right. Yeah, I just don't get the emotional impact from watching them. I also don't think movies are as good. I think like a, a lot of the talent is like writing shows like Queen's Gambit. You know, you know, 
when you ever read a story about 1999 in movies, it was like this magical. There's year. a book about it. There was a yeah. book that came out about it. And it's, yeah. it's an incredible year in film and it's all these great movies, but you know what it is. And I'm not a movie expert, but there was always a middle class of movies where yes. like it was a rom-com or it was just a cool movie and it didn't have to make $500 million. Yeah. Now, I'm not a sci-fi guy and I'm not a Marvel universe guy. So I'm kind of not their target audience. Yeah. I go to, I go to the theater to see Marvel. My wife loves Marvel. We go to the IPIC. That's like a big thing. That's our date night. That's in South side. That's in the, the, the seaport. Yeah. So it's like one of those places where you can get uh, beer and food to your table. So it's like a full experience and you sit in a pod. And the best part is you don't have people around you. You're like, you're isolated. I don't know if you guys do that, but that's a cool experience, but I'd miss that this year. But what movies do I have to go see? There's nothing like, none of my friends are talking about Jimmy, movies. Jimmy, I thought of I thought of the show that I absolutely love. Yeah, yeah. That I thought was the funniest show I've seen all year. And it was on Hulu, but originally it was on FX. And I'd never wow. heard of it called Dave. Yeah. You've seen it? I've, I know of it. I have it's, not watched it. It's with a rapper slash entertainer named yeah. Little Dicky. And- yeah. He's a white rapper in that world. And at first you're like, this is shtick. I had more laugh out loud moments with that show than I've had in any in recent memory. Yeah. It is hilarious. It's really good. I, I thought I you were going to say what we do in the shadows, by the way. Have you guys seen that? No. The, the vampire comedy? That's good too. Same same uh, vein of, as Dave. That's a great I, call. I've heard nothing but good things about uh, Dave. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Um, another thing in 2020 that was sort of, uh, that was affected a lot by what's going on are podcasts in that consumption was down tremendously because people are not commuting. They're not at the gym, two huge things there. Is that right, Jimmy? I didn't know that. Trend. Yeah. Like, listen, the, like, like Rogan, like he's going to get his audience and like Barstool, they're going to get their audience. But if you're not on that level, which not many people are podcast consumption, consumption for the year was down a lot because of no commuting and no gyms. You know what I found interesting? And also, Oh, oh, that also, yeah, go ahead. That maybe like a lot of them, it's like sports media guy interviews, like what you guys do, or it's comedian interviews. Comedian. I don't think there are many life experiences happening where there aren't that many stories going on. So it's right. basically just two people talking from their couches. Well, that's what I do. So, but um, <laughs> no, but and Perloff hit on a key point earlier, 
and this ties into pods is with people like him, like people are home with their kids and doing schoolwork with their kids. They can't sit there and listen to a, an hour podcast. So that my question was non-sports. Is there a non-sports pod that you got into this year? If the answer is no, that's fine too. But is there a non-sports pod you enjoy? You got into Perloff, you're raising your hand. People can't see it if they're listening. But I, can. <laughs> Dying so I will call on you. Yes. Uh, I got a couple broken record uh, with Malcolm Gladwell and Rick Rubin. I know this sounds like I'm trying to out, cool. out. <laughs> no. What, what do you mean? You're out. You're not in it. Ma- Malcolm Gladwell. No, Malcolm Gladwell's never actually on it. Out. Weird thing. I let Rick him, Rubin. let him, let him sell it. Let him sell Rick it. Rick Rubin, you know, the famous producer of the beastie boys back in the day. And the guy who did the Johnny cash album, it's him in his studio in LA. Basically, I think he's high interviewing recording artists. Peter, listen to this yeah. podcast. It has life lessons that are, he's the most incredible. Oh, I guy. love Rick Rubin's story. Def Jam, yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. You should hear him talk to these up and coming guys. Pod again, it's called Broken Record. So Broken Malcolm Record. Gladwell, so they alternate. It's either Rick Rubin. I'm, I'm first of all, I'm being facetious. I don't know yeah. Malcolm Gladwell. I just think of, uh, yeah. you know, Don't cover it up. And... You blasted him. It's on record and that's sure, it. Sure, fine. I'll take that one. Go. Yeah. <laughs> I think you'll survive. Uh, there's another okay. one. I also like, do you guys listen to Reply All? It's a popular podcast. Sort of political, but uh, basically they make fun of QAnon like relentlessly for weeks. And they were way ahead of the curve. It's a really good one. Uh, check it out. All right. Sure. Uh, there's a podcast called Are You Garbage? <laughs> you heard of this? I like that you're laughing without even saying anything. Two Philadelphia comedians, a guy named Kevin Ryan. The other guy's name is H. Foley. And they bring on other comedians and they go through that comedian's childhood and they ask him questions and they determine whether they're garbage or not. And by that I'm saying, um, what was in the refrigerator uh, in your garage when you were a kid? Uh, the side. Uh, then wh- where'd you go on vacation? And then the questions will be things like, uh, you know, did, did you have a swimming pool? Uh, did you, I mean, little things like that. And they piece it together. And then you end up getting the stories of all these comedians from when they were children. I think it's really well done. It's executed and the guys, are really funny and it's a it's like a trip down memory lane too because a lot of it is 90s and early 2000s nostalgia and you know did you wear jenko jeans did you die did you have frosted tips all that stuff <laughs> great um the other one that i would suggest that i really enjoy is uh i'm like a monday morning bill burr does something called the monday morning podcast oh, he's done that forever yeah and it's like but like i'll tell you i kind of found comfort in that this time around with like the, like, okay, it's a new week. Bill Burr starting a new week. I'm starting a new week. Like those Monday morning ones. And I'll throw in a sports one that is, but like, no, don't know. throw in a sports one. We'll do okay. that later. We'll do that okay. later. But those Monday morning ones when they yeah. hit and it's like, all right, I'm turning the page. I know I've been sitting on the couch for seven straight days, but it's a new week. There's something to that. And I really yeah. thought Bill Burr did a great job with that. Bill Burr. He can, he, nobody can interview themselves like Bill Burr. He'll be oh like, my God. Bill, did I watch a hockey game? Yeah, I watched a hockey game. He's got this incredible skill to hold a two-person conversation. He does himself. one now. It's called uh, the Bill and Burt podcast where he has Burt Kreischer on. And Burt Kreischer oh. is another comedian. And it's really good. Like, I just yeah. I just hearing two people talk and their parents and they're living in L.A. And it's a different vantage point. But it's certainly not. Here's the wild and crazy story I had when I sold out Madison Square Garden. I think Bill Burr is the funniest stand-up I've ever seen in person. I mean, I, mm. for me, like Eddie, Raw, and Delirious are the two funniest things I've ever seen in my life in anything. But in person, um, I saw Bill Burr once, Jones Beach, and I, I it was, I, I did not 
not laugh for one and that's hard in an outside amphitheater well it was, what was good about it it was like a mm. comedy festival type thing so it was david tell bill burr wow uh sarah silverman um and a, a bunch of others that i'm forgetting now but it was it was like jimmy theater, it was as an italian american are you are you a fan of sebastian maniscalco no not at really all. yeah i just he's I got it he, he's got a podcast it. with a guy named pete Corrielli, and it's really good sebastian I, and pete i don't get it at all like i watched him on the jerry seinfeld comedian cars he's been on stern and i don't get it interesting oh, yeah i don't know um I'm going to ask you a weird question to end this portion of the pod before we move into like the sports media stuff. And it just hit me because a buddy of mine, as we're doing this, just texted me the trailer for coming to America too. And I love this friend of mine. He's a good friend. He's really a good friend, but I'm going to embarrass. But do you guys have these friends like, like trigger, do you have friends who text you NFL stuff throughout the day? Oh yeah. Like, I want to see this guy like I'm on the internet for a living. I saw this trailer four hours ago, but of course, if I do that, I'm a dick. But do you guys have like those friends who try to tell you stuff that you know about it four hours ago? Because Jimmy, I do and it's annoying. it is it is such an inside what we do. But like, yeah. I'll be on our show doing a show reacting to NFL news and I'll get a text from a friend saying, did you see this with an Adam Schefter tweet? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, Peter. I just want to make sure you're on top of it. Yeah. So great. I love those yeah. friends who don't get it. Yeah. You need people like that in your life, though, who aren't consumed by media of course. seven like we are. But do you guys have guys who react to your content like constantly or like like I'll get like during the Dan Patrick show, I'll get 25 texts a day saying, wow, I can't believe Dan thinks that Anthony Davis is overrated, like in the middle of the show. Right, right. So I'm like, do I respond like with a So I just write <laughs> or awesome. <laughs> yeah. You know, I just like give the most like throwaway line yeah i think there's nothing cooler than when i'm live on air and like a friend actually texts me and they're watching and they're a part of the show i guess that's just my uh my need to be loved and my insecurity but the fact that they're choosing to watch our show over something else like i cherish that so i love it well you're sure you're i feel like i mean you would know this obviously you're on it but i feel like as someone who observes it feels like your show just keeps growing and growing and growing and growing do you get that feeling too yeah, the the pandemic was an odd, um, I think, positive in far as as far as like a new audience. Because usually, the guy who wakes up in the morning and commutes into the city and goes to his job on Wall Street or does something else isn't sitting around watching from seven to ten. But now it's kind of in the background, it's like the wallpaper of their house, maybe. Yeah. So they're watching and they're like, "Oh, this this Kyle's off his rocker. I'll watch this." Yeah. 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 You know what's striking about your show too, Peter? Is like every. I know it's a cliche, but it's in every NFL. If you ever go into an NFL team office, it's on yeah. every NFL player. You, that must be weird knowing. I wonder if like, does it hit you? Like, you know, yeah. I know Aaron Rodgers said he watched, but like every quarterback's watching. Is that in your head at all? I'll give you, I mean, that's a great point because whereas other shows and not saying Dan doesn't have that audience with you guys, he does, but where other shows don't have to face the music, like we know that the coaches are watching our stuff. So to have a, a take is a little bit more, you know, a ballsier move on our show. And I'll, I'll go back to a couple of years ago, Ron Rivera benched Cam Newton for a Sunday night game because he didn't wear the tie on the way to the game. And they started Derek Anderson and Derek Anderson's first play was an interception, pick six, and the Seahawks just blew out the Panthers. And I came on the next morning and I was like, you know, clearly Cam Newton doesn't respect Ron Rivera. And that decision to not wear the tie tells me everything I need to know about those two. And it tells me that the, Ron Rivera's lost the team. Fine, whatever. I say it in a, in a vacuum and it's fine. I get a call from Ron Rivera and he was none too pleased. And he's like, just know that when you say things like that, people are listening and you sound like an idiot when you don't know the full story. And if you are going to go out on a limb and make assumptions, 
here's my number, like, call me, we'll talk it out and I'll make sure you're informed. So it was a lesson. And I think it happens more often than not where you start. And then it's like, you know what? I truly believe this though. And I'm going to say it. So like I, Juju Smith-Schuster has been our show a dozen times. I tore Juju a new one today and I didn't like doing it, but it's how I felt and it's authentic. And I would tell him to his face, I don't like you TikToking before a game. Why can't he? That's such a lame take. Who can, what, him TikToking before a game has zero to do with his performance in the game. Zero. <laughs> no, zero. no. I, zero. I think the logo stuff, whether or not you roll your eyes at it, I think that's kind of like a family crest. And when you're. Oh, that's. I thought you meant just like posting TikTok. No, I'm fine with that. He's before the game the lo- yeah, talking on the yeah, opposing yeah, the logo. logo before they get well, yeah, blown yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. You're giving the other team ammunition yes. you don't need to give them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, by the way, I have the advantage of being less well-known and I have a different name on the show, McLovin. So I can say anything and nobody ever gives me a hard time. And believe me, I will say things too. Has, but have, have you ever, I don't, well, I, I'll ask it. You don't have to answer because I don't want to put you on the spot because it might not be your place to say, but have there been situations where an athlete's gotten mm-hmm. mad at Dan? Yeah, big time. Oh, yeah. through the years. I mean, Dan too has been doing this since the 90s. Yeah. Um, you know, he. I'll tell you the ones he talks about. A Rod had a big problem with him back in the year, which I think is a bad. Well, honor that's. I mean, then Dan's one hundred percent in the right on that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think To didn't talk. You know, yeah. The, I'm giving the ones. I won't say the ones that I think have a a bigger problem. Yeah. I think actually, I don't know. I think Brett Favre was mad at Dan for a little while. I don't. I don't know. I'm not sure. Right. Nobody like her. Like Dan is one thing. If Dan or even Peter. If you like rip a guy, but you have a history of being fair, then you're not going to get in trouble. Nobody, I don't think, and Peter, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think athletes mind being ripped as long as it's not like. I don't know. It's different. There's a younger generation now. So like the fact that Baker is so insulted by Colin Coward is always so odd to me. It's like all part of the game. But that's like a thing for Baker Mayfield. Like he keeps track of all the writers who write bad things about him or say bad things about him. He's got a weird fetish with that, that. I don't know what the point <laughs> yeah. is. But like that, that could be this generation where there is a different way to handle it because yeah. I also like, I don't know. And that I wonder post pandemic, like I, when I do sidelines, I got to look these guys in the face right now. It's real easy for my couch to throw flames at, at Ben Roethlisberger. But if I was doing a Steelers game next week, I might be all like, right. all right, let's see what I got to talk to Ben about because he probably saw me criticize him. I don't, it's all very interesting. And I think this pandemic has made it a lot easier to throw hot takes and just trash these athletes if you want. All right. Speaking of the pen, well, let me just say one thing. When we talk about best, just to go backwards, best non-sports podcast, the only one I really got into this year that I listened to a lot was the Talking Sopranos with Christopher and Bobby Bacala. Was it good? It's great because they go through the episodes and they've had great, you know, they had Edie Falcon who was great and they've had on some of the producers, the cast. They, they So they usually do like an interview and like shoot the shit a little bit at the beginning and then they watch the, the episode and go through it. So, um, if you're a Sopranos fan, I recommend it. It's it, they're long. It takes a lot to, um, it's it's a it's a lot to dig into. But if you're a Sopranos fan and you have time, it's worth checking out. Um, last question for this portion of for this week's pod, and then we're gonna stick around for next week and do a bunch of media stuff. Yes. So we're gonna just end. It, I want to end this week's on this because we've talked a lot about the pandemic, and next week we'll get into sports media fully and not get into the pandemic. Is there something? And let me preface this because I don't want anyone to send me one tweet. The pandemic has been horrific and I'm not making light of it in any way. Having said that, is there anything that changed during the pandemic that you would like to see continue post pandemic when hopefully we get rid of COVID and it's never thing? Like for me, I want curbside pickup now all the time. 
this system <laughs> where I drive up to a right, I drive up to the outback, I open my back window, the man or woman takes the bag, puts it in the back seat, and I drive away. I need this for the rest of my life. That is that cannot go away. Is there anything that has changed during the pandemic that you'd like to see stick around post pandemic? Whoever has an answer can go. If you don't have an answer, you I'll go first. Go. I, from a work standpoint, uh, a lot of times I'd find myself on a senseless plane or an unnecessary um, meeting in the city or you're doing like, I just feel like I, I am not a work from home guy. I don't like Zoom. I, my eyes hurt and all that stuff. But to have the option without it looking like you're being a complete derelict to say, hey, can we just do it over Zoom? It's a right. really, really nice thing. It might save you two hours of your life or you know, yeah, a train ride on the Excel to Boston to sit down for five minutes with someone that you just could have done over Zoom. So you, you guys ended I up think, doing the show from home last week when the, we had the snowstorm, right? Yeah, it's a great yeah, option. The convenience. Yeah, yeah the, you want the option. I don't. I, my wife works and she's on the Zoom nine hours a day. and I don't envy her. It's not fun. She's I got agree. a call yeah. and like, I don't think that. But the option to potentially interview uh, Matt Stafford over Zoom, as opposed to having to fly to Detroit and wait eight hours for him, it, it, it actually might might expedite things. Right, Pearl, you got anything on that? Yeah, I mean, I gotta tell you, Matt Stafford's electrifying over Zoom or in person. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I like Matt Stafford. Uh, I love my extended family, um, but maybe having a little less time with them during the holidays <laughs> is not the worst thing that ever happened to me. And I, I know I'm not alone with that. Did you get guilted at all for it or no? Oh yeah. 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 And like there were tears involved, but uh, it's all good. I like that. Yeah. You know, I did a lot of backdoor visits. My parents are in Philadelphia. So we drive down and we do like a, a backdoor picnic, a back, a backyard picnic for That's two like hours. That's like Joe Biden with his grandkids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like two hours into Philly, out of Philly, up I-95. It's all good. Pearl, Pearl, so Perloff likes the pandemic, so he doesn't have to see his extended fan. I love it. it. That's oh, it. you guys aren't excited that you don't no, have no. to go to like those meaningless friend dinners too, or like your wife's friends. I mean, see, I have, on. I have like sort of the flip answer. I'll tell you what pissed me off more than anything. What pissed me off more than anything was Thanksgiving being canceled because unfortunately and sadly, and I don't like to admit this publicly, like I have MAGA members in my family. So all <laughs> I, so for four Thanksgivings in a row, all I've heard about is the wall and fake news and bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. So I was going to high step into my aunt's house like Deion Sanders on Thanksgiving, you know, with a Biden dunk t-shirt basically. And I, I, I was denied the experience. So that pissed me off. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I'm not, I don't really do anything I don't have to do. So like, if I get like an invitation, I usually just say no. So I'm like, you curl <laughs> off. I haven't had like, you know, that experience. Oh yeah. Yeah. What, uh, yeah. Peter, when I was at SI, there was always like, oh, let's go out. Let's go out. You might get Jimmy from like 4.30 to 5.15 before the train. Yeah. The train. The LIR is the ultimate out, huh? Yeah, the yeah, Fucking yeah. LIRR. LIR. Yeah, Jimmy, can I ask a question? Because yeah, yeah. I think the, the, the two worst places on this universe, and I'm Penn talking Station. about hell on earth, are Penn Station and yeah. Port Authority. And yeah. how, how has your life improved not having to commute in and out of Penn Station? There are no life? words. There, I get... I get three plus hours of my day back. Forget you know, the like, commute, the actual physical structure of going I get by three plus hours of my day back. It's it's yeah. I mean, I sort of have an outline for when we go back of how many things, but I haven't really when gotten you take into those that. steps down into Penn station or the escalator. And you see what you're walking into with that dim light. 
I think it is soul sucking. I think it, it is, is. It is it just. Is. It, yeah, and, and I his, think you probably I have, gained a couple of years in your life this time. I have major, major, major claustrophobia, anxiety issues. So, like <laughs> when I would go home at rush hour and the trains were packed, like I couldn't get on. Like there would be times I'd get to Penn Station at six and wouldn't get on a train till eight because I couldn't get on a packed train. Like it was, it's not pleasant. So, um, yeah, I sort of have a plan for how I'm gonna work post pandemic, but I haven't told the SI higher ups yet. So I don't want to get into that right now. We'll get into right. that later. Yeah. Let me end it now. All right. So that's going to wrap up this week's SI media pod with Schrager and Perloff. They will be back next week. We're going to do a lot of sports media, 2020 stuff. Let me get in the proper plugs here. Schrager. Good morning. Football Monday through Friday, NFL network, Fox, the pre pregame show on yep. Sundays at 11 a.m. I believe 11 a.m. Um, yep. Right out of the gates. I got all the NFL news 11 a.m. Eastern on Fox on your local Fox affiliate not yep. Fox Sports one Fox and Pearl off Dan Patrick show every day. Tell them where they can listen and, and you have a podcast. So plug yep. everything you've got to plug. Yeah. The against the grain podcast. Go to my social at Andrew Perloff and we're on the Peacock Network, Jimmy, which I know you love because it's got Fraser now and that's, that's as Andy we know Gray show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Andy Gray, former <laughs> SI uh worker loves the Frasier. I'm not a Frasier yeah. fan. So I'm a Daphne guy. I like Daphne. She's funny. Yeah, yeah. So Peacock you can see me on Peacock. We'll have the office starting January 1st, so then I'll have to get into the I Peacock. keep telling you, Jimmy, the Peacock is rolling. The Tell me about the Peacock before we wrap it up, because I do want to hear about it. How would I get Peacock? And and I always see the clips of your show, and obviously I listen, but how do I get Peacock? You just cut what? him off when he said the cock is strong. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to get it a good cock joke. I heard it. I heard it. Uh, do that. Yeah, it's just like an app. It's like just like uh, Hulu, Netflix. But there's, you know, there's different versions. You can get it with commercials for free, basically, and then you can get a premium. But it's it's funny, you know. This is gonna sound like such a stupid cliche. That's where the future's at, Peter. Streaming. No, if I if I have cable, do I? Does it come with my cable package? No, no, no. You have to download it. I think uh, if you have Comcast, yeah, smart TV. People told me that if you have Comcast, it might come with it. Because oh, all really? this stuff, I all this stuff so. is amazing. Like yeah. the HBO now and all that stuff. Everyone's like, oh, I just, I, I watched it on my phone. I'm like, where and how? So it's important to tell people where to get it, Andrew. Especially people <laughs> over 40. Yeah. yeah. By the way, thanks for dating us, Peter. We were sounding super cool and hip. All thing until you said downtown. Perloff was part of the scene. You said uh, HBO now. That was like 11 years ago. It's what's HBO it called? Max. Yeah, HBO Max. All right, so that's going to wrap up this week's pod. Merry Christmas for those out there celebrating. I know there's a war on Christmas, but Merry Christmas if you're celebrating this week. Schrager and Perloff are awesome, and we'll be back next week. And uh, that wraps up this week's episode. All right, my thanks to Peter Schrager and Andrew Perloff. The guys will be back next week on the SI Media Podcast. We'll do a lot of sports media stuff that week and go through uh, what we loved in sports, uh, underrated sports media people, shows, podcasts, covered all next week. Uh, on the Sports Illustrated Media Podcast. That wraps up this week's show. Again, in the archives, if you missed last week, Chris Maddow-Russo from SiriusXM, Mike Tirico, Steve Kornacki, both from NBC Sports, were on two weeks ago, Chris Long three weeks ago. Check those out in the archives. Have a Merry Christmas. Stay safe. Be healthy. Thanks for listening. And uh, we will have a new episode next week to wrap up 2020 with Schrager and Perloff again. So make sure you check that out. All right. Take care.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Spentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.